your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And while I have you covered for all of your Hurricanes news here, you need more hockey news, and the Locked On NHL podcast is here to fill that gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcast. And as always, you can find Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and you can also find myself on Twitter and Locker Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we'll be recapping round two, game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, pros, cons, things I liked things I didn't like, and looking ahead at the series because there's some big news coming out of post-game press conference today that could have a big impact on the Hurricanes postseason going forward. Uh, But definitely getting into this game, it was uh, a mixed bag, I would say, Um, because, yeah, there was, again, some things I really did like in this game. Um, You know, first off, I think the Hurricanes brought a tremendous amount of effort into this game, and they... They showed up. They didn't do like Vegas did in the game against Colorado. The Hurricanes showed up and were ready to play. Um, and they gave it their all. Um, these teams were very evenly matched. If you listen to the crossover episodes I did with Adam from Locked on Lightning, you'll know that. We discussed that at length, so you can go listen to those. Um, but you knew that going into this game. I think the Hurricanes really showed up and did their best. It was just a few costly mistakes. Um, that cost them the win. Um, I think the power play being able to score in this game was really big for the Hurricanes. Uh, special teams is re- going to be really big uh, in this series, not only in this game, and it showed up in this game tonight, and that was really big for the Hurricanes. Um, and I think you know the Hurricanes were also better in the neutral zone uh, in this game. Um, it definitely had its hiccups for sure. I'm not going to lie there, but you know, compared to the Nashville series um, as a whole, the Hurricanes look much better in the neutral zone uh, this time around. It could have been you know, how Tampa and Carolina's play style was a little bit more similar than Carolina and Nashville, and you know, that kind of may have given the Hurricanes a little bit more um, uh, room to work there in the neutral zone, uh, but you know, I think they looked a lot better there, and uh, one thing you know, I have as a pro Anacom was Alex Ndokovic. I think he showed up. He was ready to play. You know, he showed that, yeah, he is the Hurricanes' uh, number one goaltender right now. He's the ride or die. Um, and he made some phenomenal saves tonight. Uh, I don't think anyone would doubt that. He obviously made a really costly mistake there at the end of the game. Uh, but, you know, that's something we'll talk about later. But as a whole... I was very pleased with the Hurricanes uh, this game. Uh, I think their first period in this game was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but you know, as a whole, the, I think the Hurricanes did play a very good game. I think that's what makes it even more frustrating is that 
they played such a good game, but they ended up coming up short just due to little tiny mistakes. Um, I think that was something you, they're able to get away with uh, with Nashville, um, making those little tiny mistakes, and Nashville didn't always capitalize on those mistakes made. And now they're playing a team that is going to capitalize on those tiny little mistakes. Uh, so I think the Hurricanes definitely need to batten down the hatches on little tiny things. Um, they're obviously going to review the tapes and all that stuff. We already know that. But um, I think, you know, they really need to get that stuff uh, taken care of because, you know, it's obviously still very early in the series, you know, so don't panic or anything like that. It's not like it's, you know, game three and we're down, you know, three nothing. You know, it's nothing like that. Um, you know, is this was literally just game one, and we lost by one goal. We'll be fine. Don't panic, Hurricanes fans. Uh, but, again, there is definitely some stuff that needs to be worked on, and we will talk about that stuff just after this, folks. As you know me, you know I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships, all that good stuff, and day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a matter of minutes. No manual trades, no picking the stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover the low annual 0.25 adversary fee, Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. Now, we talked about the positives and things I did like from this game. For the most part, you know, again, I do think the Hurricanes played a good game. Um, but again, there were definitely some things I didn't like in this game. And the Carolina Hurricanes offense as a whole was definitely one of those things. Um, well, I knew, obviously, you know, again, going back to uh, Locked on Lightning crossover episodes, knew this was going to be a low scoring game, you know, just because of how good uh both teams are in you know not just games series uh just you know how good both teams defenses and goaltenders are know that you know i didn't expect you know a going back to it the uh colorado vegas uh type so i didn't expect you know the hurricanes to put up you know seven goals or whatever it was um i didn't expect that but in order to beat the defending stanley cup champions you are going to have to score more than one goal a game. And you cannot have that goal come from a rookie third-pairing defenseman like Jake Bean, which nothing against him. 
phenomenal that he got his first career playoff goal. You know he's taking that puck home, is going to go on his mantle or whatever. Um, so not, not to discredit what he did tonight. You love seeing your depth guys score. You know, I've said that on many occasions you know, throughout the playoffs and regular season. Um, you, know, you love seeing your depth guys score. But in a series like this against the defending Stanley Cup champions, you are going to have to have your superstars step it up. You can, we cannot uh, be relying on guys like Jake Bean to do the scoring for us in this series. Because if we do that, we're going to be playing golf real soon. Um, so the Hurricanes, they have got to get their offense going. One thing Adam mentioned uh, to really get past Vasilevsky is rattle him early. Um, ish, same issue I've had with Ned of him letting in early goals. You just got to get to him early. You get him uh, rattled early, you'd be good. Yeah, that's what Adam said. Yeah, the Hurricanes need to take that to heart um, and get uh, Vaz rattled early. I understand, you know, Tampa, you, they got a good team in front of them, so you're going to have to work for it. But that needs to be what the Hurricanes try to do here. Um, because once he gets on a roll, you're going to have a night like tonight where he's an absolute brick wall and hardly anything gets past him. You know, he is one of the best goaltenders in the world for a reason, and it's for nights like tonight. Um, and, you know, the Hurricanes penalty kill, while as a whole, you know, it has been phenomenal throughout the playoffs, and, you know, it was good tonight as well, you know, as a whole, but, you know, I'm actually, I kind of take that back there. It wasn't really good uh, because they got scored on. And the Hurricanes penalty kill doesn't get scored on very often. Uh, I understand Tampa is a different beast than uh, teams like Nashville. But you you need to step up your game. You know you're playing a, a better opponent. Um, not to discredit Nashville, but you're playing a opponent on a different level. Um, and you need to step up to their level if you plan on beating them. And... Their penalty kill really has to step it up. And then, yeah, as much as I love the kid, you know, I hold him to a high standard. Alex Ndelkovic, that late goal that he let in from Barclay Goodrow, I understand that was a very tough angle shot from uh, Goodrow. I get it. But the way that thing skidded in and just slid right past him, like, dude, come on. You could have made that save. That was... Honestly, probably the first truly bad shot that Ned has let in this postseason. Um, and it's frustrating because we know he doesn't do things like that. I, I mean, I get it, you know, things are going to happen you know, from time to every, every goalie lets in bad shots from time to time. Vasilevsky, guy on the end of the ice, he does it from time to time. Um, Connor Hellebuck up in Winnipeg, he does it. Mark Andre Fleury. Um, over in base like guys are bad shots are gonna happen but it's frustrating when it's this time of year um because ned has really put the team on his back um and is really you know again just a ride or die right now um and it'll be interesting to see how things go forward because again this was like his truly first bad mistake that he's made 
And you could tell after he let that goal in that he was visibly upset. Just so, yeah, he kind of, you know, held his head down on the ice there for a minute. Um, You know, he's not one to typically, you know, let his emotions get the best of him. He doesn't really show a lot of emotion. You know, he lets the goal in. He kind of just turns around, lifts his uh, mask up, takes a sip of water, puts his mask down, gets ready to go again. That was really the first time we've ever seen him do something like that. So you know if he's doing something like that, you know it's bad. Uh, so I do fully expect him to uh, learn from his mistake from tonight. That was something that he did back in the Nashville series with Duchesne. I've mentioned it multiple times, but he's, he learns from his mistakes, so I'm confident that he will learn from his mistakes, but he's got to. Uh, and that... That definitely raises the question, you know, heading into game two and beyond. All right, are we going to see Peter? Uh, because Peter's obviously suiting up. He's sitting over there on the bench. Um, and, you know, uh, Rod has said, you know, it's Ned's show until he gives us a reason not to. Uh, and tonight, he did throw a reason out there, um, which is going to be interesting heading into game two because as a whole he did play a really good game he played his butt off out there but it was that really one costly mistake um and i think that will hold a lot of weight in that office uh with rod and the goaltending coach um of what they're going to do for game two is it going to be ned is it going to be peter or is it going to be James? I, I don't know. I, I doubt it'll be James, uh, to say the least. He hasn't even suited up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in game two when it comes to that aspect of the game. Um, I think we there's a strong chance we could definitely still see Ned. Um, I do feel that. But you know he raised a little bit of doubt tonight. I'm still confident in him, but... It's mistakes like this where I said in that Ned special uh, with Sarah Avampada from Locked on Kings, Locked on NHL, Kings Country, all that good stuff, where when it's time to re-sign him, give him a bridge deal, a short-term thing. Obviously, he's going to get a nice pay raise, but give him that short-term deal because he hasn't had um, that kind of starting number one goaltender workload. We don't know how he's going to handle in that situation um and you know i i'm confident that he will do well heading forward but again this was his first really bad mistake and i know people like myself are going to be over analyzing it and just uh you know what's going on here but i do think there is definitely a stronger chance we could see peter in game two um i think we'll know more uh following you know, the next couple practices and seeing what's coming out but I do think there is a much stronger chance that we see Peter now uh, following tonight's game. But again, that's not taking away anything from Ned. But in this game, um, or surrounding this game, I should say, there was definitely a lot of news uh, circulating when it comes to guys coming in and out of the lineup. And that will be something we discuss uh, in just a minute after this. Now, you long-term listeners, you guys know that Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. But for some of you new folks here, you may be asking yourself, what is Built Bar? Well, again, like I just told you, it's the best protein bar ever. And it has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. 
And those nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my personal favorite of all time, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And regardless of the flavor, they are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. Best of all, Bilt Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, so they are great for the health-conscious individual, and they're also great for keto diets. I know those are big right now. And right now, when you go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Now, uh, earlier today at practice, uh, winger Nina Niederreiter left practice early uh, and it definitely raised some questions. I know a lot of people were joking and saying, oh, he was just pulling Lamar Jackson and having to get to the bathroom. Uh, But that ended up not being the case. Uh, Jokes aside there, sadly. Um, Because in postgame tonight, Rod Brindamore said that Nino's likely going to be out for the rest of the series. Which is definitely a big blow to the Hurricanes. Um, Nino, uh, he hadn't necessarily had the biggest impact in the playoffs so far. He had very limited ice time, which... Uh, could have been a factor in him just not being out now. He could have been banged up with injuries that we didn't know about, uh, which I do think is probably the case. Uh, but it's definitely going to hurt because, you know, when he's on, he's on and he's great. There's a reason everyone thinks that we won the trade with Minnesota. Uh, but then again, we also sent Victor Rask up there, so it's not very hard to win that trade. Uh, but, you know, um, I do think that's going to be a big blow to the Hurricanes moving forward. Uh, While I do feel, you know, he's not necessarily going to uh, have the same impact as uh, missing a guy like Jacob Slavin did, uh, it's still going to hurt uh, because Nino is a very talented top six guy for the Hurricanes. Um, So it'll be interesting how lines get uh, shaken up because things were definitely shaken up some. Uh, tonight you had Brock McGinn on the first line with Sebastian Ahe and Tarek Bynan. Uh, Andre Svechikov was down on the third line with Jordan Stahl and uh, Warren Fogel. Um, and things were definitely changed up a lot. Uh, but you know, one thing we did like about this game was we saw Cedric Paquette uh, make his return to the lineup after being out for quite a while, I believe, with a upper body injury, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think that's what it was. Uh, but... He made his return to the ice tonight, uh, which was good. He was a bit of a non-factor, uh, but you know I think that'll just come. You know, yeah, I think he'll have some improvement. You know, come game two. I think yeah, this was his first game back in a while, so expected a little bit of rust there. Um, yeah, I expected that heading in. I didn't expect him to play a perfect game, uh, but I do think having him back in the lineup is definitely going to make a difference for the Hurricanes because. You know, with Tampa, I feel they're going to need to ramp up their physicality to really have a shot at this series. Um, because we know 
yeah, physicality, you know, isn't necessarily the Hurricanes, uh, you know, calling card, but yeah, when they need to be physical, they can. You look at the Dallas regular season series, they got really physical, and they can play that style of game, and I think the Hurricanes are going to have to here soon, uh, because Tampa is, like I said earlier, their team, you know, you leave, you know, them a little bit, yeah, they're going to take a lot. Um, give them an inch, they're going to make it a mile. Um, but, you know, they the Hurricanes really need to ramp up that physicality, and I think Cedric Paquette uh, lacing up his skates again, I think that's going to definitely make a difference. I think we're going to see guys like, uh, you know, Jordan Martin and Brock McGinn really ramp it up, Yanni Hockenpah as well, Brett Pesci. Uh, you know, I'm expecting big things from these guys in this series. Um, hopefully, you know, things will go our way in game two. Um, but, you know, obviously wishing uh, the best uh, recovery for it, you know, need a rider. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, bad news aside, you know, there with Nino, this was a very fun game. You know, the Hurricanes now had six over 16,000 fans back in the building tonight. I was one of them. And it was an amazing, amazing atmosphere. Uh, when Trip Tracy uh, s- sounded the opening siren, you could barely hear the siren. It was so loud um, in there. You love that. He obviously got a great reaction. He had his shovel out there because, you know, he is the consummate wielder of the shovel uh you know digging in all the time uh and then you had the man the myth the legend uh david Ayers sounding the siren uh in for the third period randomly ran into him uh in the first level concourse so that was awesome i just happened to look up like oh there he is like oh what's up man fist bump him like oh get a picture yeah sure yeah took a picture talked to him for a second and then you know Talk to him some more, you know, after the game, uh, outside, you know, great, great, great. Talked to him for like 15 minutes. Great guy. Same with Abby Labar. Talked to her for a little bit as well. She did our Locked On Now video with us tonight. And that was awesome. So thank you very much, Abby. Can't wait to have you and David Ayers on the show in the future. But until that day comes, make sure you follow Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And follow myself on Twitter and Lockroom at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And that does it for today's episode, folks. Stay tuned for more playoff coverage. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.